You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Eagles were at the podium and were here to fulfill my nerdy completionist compulsions. I'll explain in a moment. I'm Michael Kist, and this is all brought to you by the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We started this series because I wanted you, gentle listener, as often as I call you, sometimes to your annoyance, but meant with the best of intentions, I wanted you to have access to every nugget of information you possibly could hope to attain right here on BGN. One feed to rule them all, as they say. Emergency reaction shows, X and O's, trending talking points, narrative busters, press conferences from stem to stern, as Ben would say. We wanted to have you covered. So with mandatory minicam ending a couple weeks ago, we had a ton of extra content for you in the way of covering that with boots on the ground, special guest, and the still ongoing Eye on the Enemy series. And I realized I still had a missing presser in the can, and that was from Doug Peterson on June 13th. And then also Deuce Staley spoke briefly with the media on June 12th. So I don't know about you, but when I play like Red Dead Redemption 2 or Assassin's Creed Odyssey, for example, I'm a bit of a completionist, as I mentioned at the top of the show. And it's the same with this BGN feed. I want to bring you everything. So I saved these two talks with the Eagles coaching staff with the plan to air them later. And now's that time. Seeing as there's nothing going on right now in the football world except BGN content, of course, this is the newest stuff that we have from Peterson and Staley. So it's still relevant. And again, I want to give you, gentle listener, the option to consume as much Eagles content as you like. So we're going to have those chats for you today, first with Doug Peterson, then with Deuce Staley. So in case you missed it, lately on the feed, we just completed a three-part series of Eye on the Enemy for the Dallas Cowboys. There's two special guests in that with Jeff Cavanaugh from 105 Through the Fan and RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys, the Cowboys SB Nation site, and also the Kiss and Soul Like Show 101, which is our preview of the Cowboys. And beyond that, last week we had Mike Garofalo of NFL Network speak with John Stolness for a special BGN Radio. That's episode 60. And recently we also had Kiss and Soul Like 102 with me and Ben selecting an all-star team using pieces just from the NFC East. The newest show before this one is a conversation with me and the awesome Jimmy Kemsky from the Philly Voice. We go over the NFC East and some others as Jimmy has just written those teams up in his rage-inducing Why Your Team is a Dumpster Fire series. So make sure you check that out if you haven't. Kemsky, as always, it was a great guest, and we really need to bring him back for more shows because I love talking with the guy, so I know you'll enjoy that. Oh, and one last thing to plug here was some follow-up with a project that I'm working on. We also talked with the guys from Sports Info Solutions on Fireside Chats number 12. That was with former NFL scout and director of football and research for SIS. That's Matt Manichurian and also his cohort and my buddy Bryce Rossler. We dove into a bunch of analytics with the Eagles, including what Bill Walsh dubbed reactive offense. Also some data on play action under center versus shotgun, where the Eagles had triple the expected points added from shotgun over the rest of the league last year. 
Plus, and this is what piqued my interest, we covered Jim Schwartz's blitz tendencies and success rates. That talk about Schwartz's blitz has got me interested. So right now I'm charting up every third down pass or scramble that the Eagles defense faced last year to see if I can go even further into finding when and why Schwartz blitzed along with what worked and what didn't. And that's eventually going to turn into an article for BleedingGreenNation.com. And I may even do a special show with those findings and pair it with a clinic that Schwartz had where he talks about how he game plans to rush teams from week to week, which I think is fascinating. And I have used pieces of that clinic for other pieces before. I mean, why not, right? Because summer is the time to delve into topics and clinics you otherwise wouldn't have time for during the season. So I'll pass on whatever information on to you when that time comes. Remember to follow BGN underscore radio on Twitter to keep you updated on when these shows are dropping into your feed. Also subscribe on whatever app you're using to listen to this. And if you're feeling generous, drop a five-star rating and a review with what you think about the show or just say you're following directions. That's up to you. All right, let's not waste any more time. You came here for pressers and we got them. Here's Doug at the podium. Then after him, we'll be Deuce Staley talking with the media at mandatory minicamps. Enjoy. Okay, good morning. Good morning, Doug. Uh, you talked the other day about wanting everybody here so you could send them away with your message in training camp and they'd be able to think about that. During the- so what was that message? It's really... Private message? Really? No, it, it, honestly, it's it's basically it's simple. It's uh, it, number one is is they can they you know I appreciate and I told them this just a second ago that I appreciate all the hard work this week. Everybody was here the entire off season uh, that the guys were here that I appreciate you know their effort, their hard work, attention to detail. Um, and then secondly, uh, I basically just said, hey, enjoy, enjoy the next five and a half weeks. You know, spend time away from, from football, you know, with your family. Um, spend time with them and friends. And, and, but it, and, then, and then the third and probably the most important thing is, is get your mind ready to go. Get your mind right, you know, these next couple of weeks. And, and that's just not players. That was, I was talking to myself, coaching staff, everybody, because, um, you know, when we come back in July, um, you know, we hit the ground running and we're ready to go. The slogan on the t-shirt this year looks like it says everything matters. What's the significance of the backstory of, of, of that slogan? Well, you know, everything we do in life and really anything we do in life matters. Um, and and there's always a, you know, you have choices and you get consequences to those choices. And, and so the decisions that we make sometimes uh, matter. And, and so I feel like as a football team, you know, as coaches, as players, even personnel, support staff, everybody in the organization, everything we do matters. It matters to winning games or losing games on the football field. So I just want to keep kind of reiterating that point with our team um, and just getting them to understand that, you know, if we jump off sides in practice, we're probably going to jump off sides in a game, right? Um, if we don't do the little things right in practice, we won't do them in a game. And, and everything that we do matters. Does that have any correlation to last season? I'm just asking because last year was embraced the target, obviously from the previous year. Right. Does that have any? A little bit, a little bit. Um, you know, but still, I think I think that it, it, it just comes, it just comes to light now that we're on the sort of on the, you know, the brink of a new season that uh, that we can you can kind of start fresh and start over and and uh, and get ready to go for another season and and yet. You know, you can look back and 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 learn from mistakes. You can learn from failures. You can learn from the successes. And 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 so again, you know, with that, everything that we do 
matters to, to how we perform, you know, on game day. What's the plan as of right now for Miles Sanders to have a significant role sort of right out of the shoot? And what do you need to see during the summer in order to tell whether he's ready or not for that? Yeah, number one, um, obviously it's going to be a little more difficult now that, that, that uh, you know, we're going on, on this vacation, on this break. But, um, you know, I fully expect him to come in ready, come in healthy, ready to go. Uh, you know, we got to get him in the mix early. Definitely got to see exactly where he's at, um, you know, mentally from, from all the mental reps that he, that he took this spring. And, and, and you know, slowly work him into the mix and, and see, uh, uh, see just how, uh, you know, he can help us on game day. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, um, you know, he's been he, he's had no no limitations, um, you know, all spring. And, uh, you know, just like uh, I've said previously, you know, we, we've monitored him just like we've done other players. And, uh, you know, he's looked good. What's your been your more detailed assessment of how you think he's performed having the full spring versus last year? Well, yeah, number one, I think just, you know, uh, he's a little more, uh, obviously, I would say, I would say, you know, relaxed going into the end of the spring, having, having some new weapons around him, bringing Deshaun in, being around him, um, you know, being around the team, being around the guys, being here, showing his leadership. uh, Those are all things that that I've seen and, and what I've, uh, experienced with him, you know, this this spring, so in this off season, and and um, you know, looking forward to you know getting him back in July, and and I know he's going to continue to work this summer and and uh, keep building for you know for this uh, for the regular season. How much will it help to have a healthy Carson Wentz ready to go, back knee, everything's feeling great? How much will that help you guys in this offense and him personally? Well, just go back to two years ago, you know, when he came off his rookie season. Um, he was healthy, he was ready to go. Uh, you know, we started out and, and, and started well. And, and I think it's important, every team in the league, I mean, as healthy as you can be going into training camp is a positive, you know, and, and so, but having your quarterback healthy um, is definitely a positive for us. And, and all the work that he's gotten with our guys this spring, um, it's just going to pay dividends down the road. I had the chance to, to talk to the assistants the other day. Press, Press Taylor talked a little bit about what he thought some of the new kind of frontiers were in offensive football in the, in the league down the road. What you know, the way you guys kind of push the envelope on fourth down was an example. You know, over the last couple of years. What do you think is ahead? I mean, have you? I would imagine you're thinking about this. You know, what is the next thing we can exploit? What is the next wrinkle we can add? Do you have any kind of general thoughts? Yeah, but you know, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, football's football. They have eleven, we have eleven, and and you know, we got to line up properly. And you know, um, you really, quite honestly, you're not gonna you're not gonna trick defenses. Defenses are not gonna trick offenses. Um, it's just that's just the nature of our game. But um, I mean, it tricked them. But you know, uh, from the standpoint of you know the situation of the game and when it was called, I mean, there, you know, yeah, it, it caught them off guard. Um, but I still, I still think that teams now, I mean, you look at that. I mean, now we're guarded against plays like that. Obviously, our defense is prepared for plays like that. You know, we're still looking for ways to be creative on offense with the, you know, the tackle over stuff or, you know, um, empty formations or whatever. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day. Um, 
it, it, it's it's still it's still ball. You know, it's still ball, and I just don't think you're gonna um, do too much. One trick play a game, you know, or one trick play every uh, three or four games, you know, definitely won't define your season um, unless it's in the Super Bowl. It seems to us like like uh, Carson and Deshaun have sort of been very much on the same page throughout the spring uh, on the field. Have you been pleasantly surprised at all how quickly that seems to have happened? Um, not really. I mean, two veteran players, um, you know, uh, to compliment to Deshaun for spending the offseason here and, and getting to know Carson, uh, not only personally, but, but on the football field. And, you know, just even some of the extra time they've spent after practice, you know, working, working some routes and, and doing some things to be on the same page. So um, still working through some things, uh, working through some things. Uh, with those two, but uh, made a lot of progress, you know, this spring. Has there been like a player or maybe a group of players who kind of surprised you the most um, during the spring practices and stuff like that? I mean, as far as maybe someone you didn't expect to. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's several guys. I mean, in just don't want to single out one or two, but I I can say this. Um, you know, I, I've been impressed with the way Dallas came back and approached the offseason. You know, Avante Maddox came back and approached the offseason. I think Josh Sweat's in a great place right now. Um, even some of the injured guys, you know, Derek Barnett, the way he's worked, uh, Darby, the way he's worked, you know, Rodney. You know, these guys have all, Carson, um, these guys have all come back with an eagerness. Uh, Zach Ertz, I mean, this guy is a, a, a pro's pro, the way he attacks just the offseason. And... It's like, you know, week nine for him. Everything, when I say everything matters with Zach Ertz, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Everything matters with him. So, you know, and, and there's, there's several others, but uh, just to, you know, just to name a few. Zach said you sent him home to watch his wife play. Is that your idea? Did I wanted to watch the game. No, it, it, it was. I mean, you know, I, listen, you, you know when these things come up and, and, it's like I said, you know, I've said this before that you don't get you don't get these times back. And, and um, you know, it's a big event, not only for, you know, our country and, and USA and all that. But, you know, his wife is on the team. And uh, I thought it was important that he had a chance to watch that game. There's always a turnover in this league. Uh, obviously, you lose veteran players, Nick, Chris. You've, you've had everybody for the spring. Have any of the young players kind of stepped up? A leadership role? Um, I haven't seen you know quite that yet. Uh, I think they're still kind of feeling their way uh, just a little bit, you know, with with the uh, with the playbook. Um, I do expect though, once we get into training camp, that some of these younger players um, take a little bit more of that leadership role. You know, it's on it's on each player really to um, you know motivate themselves, but uh, um, to really come in that you know into camp with that frame of mind that I can I can take another step. Not only on the football field, but I think in a leadership role with the team. Two years ago, you were pretty much underdogs uh, a lot. This year, you probably won't be. Can handle Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, the experiences we've 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 uh, had these last couple of seasons, um, a veteran veteran group of guys. Um, you know, and and that's that's important to have guys that have gone through it. You know, veteran players that have gone through it that. Uh, understand it i think that's so important and um so i think whatever whatever we face you know uh, this season you know we'll be up for it and, and ready for that challenge
pass catching thing has been kind of an issue for him before. He proved by his third year. Um, do you see him being utilized on third day? Yeah, I never knew that. I hear it now, of course, about the, the pass catching ability, but um, I never knew that. Uh, came out, he's been catching the ball well. And of course, once again, not to be redundant, but in order to catch the ball well, you got to know exactly what you're doing. Sorry. Uh, he knows about the routes. He knows protections. And he's going out there and he's snagging the ball up. Just I, mean, so I think Miles win. Sanders is as a pass catcher. He did a little bit at Penn State. I think he's good. I think he's good. I think that um, you talk to those guys, they'll all tell you that uh, they can continue to get better, which you want those guys to think that way and, and be humble, especially when it comes to catching the ball. Um, and understand uh, where to be. That's one of my things as far as route running. Uh, you got to understand the offense and you got to understand the progression of the offense, which is very important. And for those two guys to come in and, and kind of learn that rather quickly, I'm, I'm very pleased. You, you had to be Jordan happy Howard and Miles Sanders, Sanders have early, a better. Right? I mean, in Sanders, I mean, you had to be happy um, that you guys got to use a draft pick on, on, on a guy like Sanders. That oh, yeah, I'm super happy. happy about that. I'm very happy. And, you know, this. And all you guys, of course, being able to, to see him at Penn State, some of the things he did there, um, that was special. And being able to play behind another special guy and, and learn from him. So I'm, I'm happy. That's how we were saying he kind of popped into your office, I think, the Friday uh, before Sanders was picked. And you guys had a conversation about whether he would be available or crossing your fingers. Just kind of what do you <clears throat> remember about that? Oh, yeah, definitely. He popped in and we had a conversation exactly what he told you. And just... We didn't think he was going to be there. I didn't anyway. Um, didn't think he was going to be available. Um, was very surprised that he was, and um, I think it was like a no-brainer. Well, you Is he behind at all, having missed some time with the hamstring here in OTAs? Is that significant for him? Uh, I think it's significant for any player that misses time, just as far as getting out there, learning their teammates, and um, being able to understand how they play the game and how they think. But as far as playbook-wise, no. He knows the playbook. Uh, we have we get a chance to have extra meeting time, uh, which I enjoy with him, with the rookie. So he's able to come in, and I'm able to quiz him. I'm able to take him through different um, games, film, et cetera. So uh, that part of it, nah, he's cool. What you you mentioned about him uh, having to sit behind Saquon. Um, what did you learn in talking to coaches at Penn State about how he handled that? And would you learn yourself doing your own kind of investigation? Yeah, I, work I, on that? yeah I think that um, the coaches speak highly of him, of course, and uh, the type of gentleman, the young man he is. Uh, I didn't expect anything different once I learned about him. Uh, sitting behind Saquon, actually not really sitting behind. I guess he kind of lost his job because I, I think he was there first, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, you know, we all go through certain things in life. It's all about how you bounce back. So that kid, of course, being, I guess, highly recruited, coming out of high school, a lot of colleges wanted him. Uh, Saquon came in. Saquon, we all know, is a beast. He came in and was able to take the position. Now, uh, with the options today, you got a chance to transfer. You can be mad. You can be disgruntled. No, he didn't. He just went to work, and uh, it showed what type of person he is. Deuce, this organization just made a massive commitment <clears throat> to Carson Wentz. Um, you've been around this organization an awful long time. What do you think of that decision that this organization made to keep Carson here? I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. I'm super excited about it. Uh, it sends a message to his teammates, of course, also to Carson. Uh, our community, our great Eagle fans, it sends a message to them. Um, we, uh, we're committed. We're committed as an organization. We're committed as a team, coaching staff. Uh, of course, Mr. Lurie is committed, and uh, we all know what Carson can do. 
and he's definitely going to have a good season, in my opinion, and he's been working so hard. You know, being able to come out to practice just to see the guy over there, being out 10, 15 minutes early sometimes, just working on his craft. I'm super excited about it. You lived when Donovan was here as a number two pick and saw him have to handle expectation and those kind of things. I mean, obviously Carson is living a similar life. How has he handled that? Oh, great. With no problems, of course. Uh, it's a tough city. This is a tough city. This is a sports city. Um, you know, people here know football, of course, and being able to be in a situation like that, being uh, the leader of your team, being the, the, the main guy. Uh, Donovan, like you said, went through something similar. Of course, I know Carson kind of went through it too, but those guys were, Donovan was a true pro, being able to handle it the way he did, and Carson's been a true pro also. What do you think is going on with Darren Sproles? Have you talked to him lately? Does he want to play again? Would you guys want him if he he did want to play again? Uh, of course I want him. I want him all the time. I, mean, I don't think he's going to get old, you know. Yeah. I tell him all the time, I need to borrow some of that Kool-Aid you're drinking. You know, make sure you patent it so we can sell it later on. <laughs> I need to start drinking it now. Maybe I can make a comeback or something. Um, Sproles has been awesome. He continues to communicate. And uh, he's watching film, you know, all that stuff. He's looking at other teams. He always calls me. Hey, man, I saw so-and-so do this. I saw so-and-so do that. I was like, she would change her last name to Scout. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to be a scout now since you're telling me all these things. Mm -hmm. But now, once again, just a guy who loves the game, who's been a part of the game for a long time. And, uh, I think it's hard for him to step away, but who knows? What's your reason? He may be back. Not here. I'm just saying maybe back in the NFL. I don't know. So you said not here? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying in general he may be back. Of course, I opened the door for him to come mm -hmm. back here. I would love for him to come back here, but uh, that's not my decision. Who would uh... – who would return punch then? If you, you know, me, kind of me, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you can back doing that again? <laughs> I know that's not necessarily your choice, but you do yeah, you do help out a lot with yeah, the coaching yeah, and returning. Yeah. Um, we don't know. We work on a couple guys there, of course. Um, we'll see how that work out. Uh, towards the end, you know, we all know somebody will step up and, 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 and take the position, but right now we don't know. What about Boston Scott, who seems to be, you know, kind of a Sproles type yep. physically? What do you see from him? Uh, what do you think his ceiling is uh, in the NFL? I think it's very high. Okay. I'm very high on Boston. Uh, I had a chance, of course, to work with him a little bit last year, coming in and being able to see him in OTAs. He's, I, I'm excited. I'm excited about how quick he is, the way he picks up the offense. Um, he does look like a little Sproles out there at times. But um, I tell you, he's working hard. Uh, he's dedicated. He's in this building early. He's watching film. I'm very pleased with him. Jordan Howard was saying the types of runs that are available to him here, there's, there's kind of a, a bigger package or more that he can do than maybe he did in Chicago. Where is he at his best? Like, wh what types of runs do you think he really excels at? Well, we'll see. I mean, all that comes when you put the pads on. Um, we can sit here and, and talk about uh, these guys not in these gym shorts. Of course, it doesn't really matter until we get a little contact going and get the pads on and uh, – pretty much talk about that identity as offense. Uh, but I see a guy who can impose his will. I see a guy that can make a guy miss. I see a guy like you guys were talking about earlier that can catch the ball out of the backfield. So he brings a lot of different things to the table. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. 
you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.